Hey listeners, this is Teen. Uh, this is your bonus preview for this week. Uh, we're back to our regular practice of releasing the free pod on Sundays and then a preview of the bonus pod on either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, the full episode is available to patrons. You, if you want to join as a patron, uh, go to patreon.com slash planamag. And uh, appreciate all the patrons who've joined lately. Uh, we've really exceeded our goals. We broke 200, uh, which is a lot more than we had expected. Um, and all of the uh, Patreon cash that we're earning has gone, uh, all of it, into the uh, Asian American Writers Fund that we use to buy all of the uh, the content that we that you see on planningmag.com. So lately, we've actually had a lot of great articles coming through because more of you are submitting articles to us. So we really appreciate it. Appreciate all of our patrons. Um, it's been uh, it's been really it's been really nice to get that that kind of support. This is a podcast that I recorded with Sebo Shen, who is the founder and CEO of the cannabis company Hanu Labs, and someone who really knows a lot about psychedelics, the use of psychedelics, particularly psilocybin in uh, in a in a therapeutic uh, setting, and uh, it's just a big topic. I think psychedelics is a resurgent topic um, recently, which is interesting. And so we spent an hour talking about uh, psilocybin, aka magic mushrooms. Hope you enjoy it. Escape from Plan A. I guess, is that a large dose? Yeah, I would definitely say that's, you know, I would say most people are in that two to three grams. So if you're in three and a half, you know, that's definitely considered a, it's definitely considered at least a, a, a healthy, you know, like you're, you're not like wussing out, you know, like you're, you're taking a, a decent amount where you'll have some, some scary moments and some discoveries. So for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah. have we actually started this pod or are we just uh, doing our, our get to know each oh, other? Oh, are we, are we recording? Oh, I, I just hit the record button. Already. Oh yeah. I figured we're already in it. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I just wanted to. <laughs> Sometimes it's best when you don't even know you're in it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, like psilocybin I, itself. I, I do like it. I mean, cause I, I was like, yeah, we were just kind of like kind of shooting the shit and now we're into it. So, all right, perfect. Well, yeah. I could slap an intro on, we can slap an intro onto it later or something. Okay. Just, we'll do yeah, the intro now. later. Perfect. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I, I kind of sort of like set aside an entire day from what I understand. That's what you should be doing. Yes. And, uh, took it at probably around like noon or so. I I don't, I mean, we could talk about the actual trip. I, I, I just was wanted to chip. I wanted to talk to you just because I wanted to chip in onto the record, what my experience was now that I've had some time to process it because I think it's, um, as a person who had never tried it, I found that the more uh, descriptions of it that I found that were that seemed that seemed helpful to me. That the more people could try and describe what it was like, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, yeah. And you're right, you know, with a lot of psychedelics, especially when you read people's personal experiences, I mean, many, many of them do start off with saying that it is very hard to describe or that there, there just aren't words (laughs) to describe it. And it gets really frustrating. And sometimes it even tempts you to want to try it even more. And, you know, the reason why I was so curious, 
um, about you trying it was, I mean, it, it, I've already told you straight up, like, I really respect you. Like when I hear you speak on your podcast, like I, I'm like, this guy knows his shit. You're super smart. Like, you know, like even your breakdown of like Andrew Yang, that podcast that you guys had, like, I just kind of went into it. Like, I'm just like a huge fan of Andrew Yang. Cause I've seen a few of his speeches. I'm like, that guy's pretty cool and stuff. He's representing us. But when I listened to your podcast and you guys were just talking about some of the things that he really doesn't stand up for. And you know, some of the things where he just really backs down, you know, it, it really kind of made it a lot more granular. So I was ever since I listened to that, I was like, man, teen is really a deep thinker. You know, it doesn't matter whether or not I agree with him on, everything that he says, but I do know that whatever he says, he has thought, you know, a lot about. So I knew that when you were going to try psilocybin yourself, you know, it wasn't going to just be one of those things where you're like, all right, well, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has this goop show where they took psilocybin in Jamaica. Why don't I give this a try? You know, you were going to go into it with a, you know, with an open mind and to really experience it and figure out, you know, is this really a panacea or is this, you know, a placebo? You know, what is this about? Is this really going to solve people's problems or is this just another escape that people are taking and thinking like they're doing themselves good, but really, you know, putting themselves into a more precarious mental health uh, situation? Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. And that's, uh, those are very nice things to say. Uh, I, yeah, I, I wanted to see if I could articulate the experience in a way that's helpful. Um, and uh, I, think, I think right off the bat, I would say that I can understand why people say you can't describe it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you can't, it's, it is true. I think, though, you can analogize it in a little way. I think the problem with trying to describe it directly is it's, I think it's such a, you, you can, you immediately understand it's such a personal experience mm -hmm. that there's no universal description because it is, a, it is like extreme subjectivity. Uh, you really lose touch. Like the, how do I, you be, you just, it's just, I think it's highly, highly dependent exactly on who you are and, and, and what state you're in, in that particular moment in life that, the description would just be a description of yourself. So it's impossible in that sense to universalize the experience. I think that's maybe the problem with trying to describe, oh, what is this substance like? Well, it really has nothing to do with the substance. It's more who you are yeah. is how I, I felt that, that it was. Do you know what I mean? Does that, make, does that ring true at all to you? Or? No, definitely. And, you know, like... Uh... I wouldn't say I'm super duper experienced in it. You know, I maybe do it once or twice a year at most, you know, um, typically on my wife's birthday, we do it together. And oh, wow. yeah, we, we kind of use it as like a, almost like our own, you know, kind of therapy sessions where we could really open up and dive into each other's like personalities and, and, you know, things that we're trying to work on, but that's amazing. Anyway, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and actually my, my interest in it, uh, was because of her, you know, I haven't done it since like my twenties, you know, so it's been like a good 15 or 17 years uh, since the last time I did it. But, um, over the last four years, we've done it, like, like I said, once or twice a year. And because we were in different head spaces every single time, like, you know, like for me, I tell people, if someone told me I took something different every time I would have believed it, you know, because some of them were much more just internal. Sometimes I had my eyes open and it was visual. Sometimes I communicated with entities 
you know, verbally, sometimes it was telepathically, and sometimes they just straight like downloaded information to me. So there wasn't like an exchange. It was just like, you know, like when you reset your iPhone, you know, with the new software app, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a few new applications that weren't there before, <laughs> you know, it yeah. was kind of like that. So I very much, you know, agree <clears throat> with you that it, it's very individualistic. And I'm curious, you know, like, you know, what was, what what made you decide like hey let's experiment with this um just sometimes you things come up um it, 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 i just took it as a sign that that uh so many people had brought it up at the same time including the fact that you know two different people were telling me uh about you all and then uh <laughs> And then someone, you know, I had already been talking about it prior. So, you know, I'd love to try this just out of sheer curiosity. Oh, man. So um, it was very serendipitous then. Yeah, exactly. There was a bit of serendipity to it. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Okay. And, uh, I, and I've, I've, you know, it's not like, I think, I mean, I think people classify uh, uh, cannabis as, uh, as a psychedelic, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if it's as strong a psychedelic as psilocybin. Um, but it's not weak either. So I didn't, I wouldn't, I, I, and I guess I, I've smoked a lot of weed in my day. Uh, so I didn't think of this as like the first time I've ever tried a drug. Right. You know, but right. so it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So and it is, okay. I've never tried like acid or anything like that. Um, so this is the first like, sort of like, I, I guess stronger psychedelic that I. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Looks we're like back. we're back. Zoom, the one stock I wish I bought at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, can you repeat the last uh, 10 seconds again? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I just, I never tried, uh, you know, a, a psychedelic uh, of that, of the strength, of that, of this strength. Yeah, and, and um, you, you were right um, when you called cannabis a psychedelic, because actually the strongest psychedelic experience I ever had was eating a cannabis edible. Um, so, mm. and it's interesting. I mean, it, it's like a little bit of salt tastes good on your food, but you know, like a quarter cup of salt will kill you. And, um, it's interesting when you think about cannabis where, I mean, it's literally like something like I smoke or I consume every day, but, um, one time I consumed this edible that was 500 milligrams and mm. I was basically high for three days, you know? Like, oh my God. And when I closed my eyes, it was yeah. like even brighter inside my eyelids. And that's when I was <laughs> oh, just like, geez. holy crap. You know, like yeah. I really thought like, um, I, 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 w I would be the first person to die from cannabis <laughs> overdose, you know? <laughs> um, but mm. hey, so enough about my uh, cannabis edible nightmare. So mm. let's talk a little bit about um, your three and a half grams that you took. So I mm. recall you had a trip sitter to watch you. Is that correct? Yeah, I had a, had a, had a trip sitter. Uh, and there was another friend who was also trying for the first time. It was at my own place. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, the, the specifics of the day are not particularly interesting. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't, I think I had, maybe it had less of an, uh, uh, a disabling effect on me I actually kind of like went out and, and did stuff. I went, I went shopping uh, for groceries and stuff in the middle of it. Uh, I, and to some extent I was probably trying to fight it off a little bit, but on the other hand, I think there's something else was going on. And my experience was like, now that I've thought about it for a few months, I would describe it like this. 
it was like as if someone else had have you ever seen the movie john malkovich being john malkovich yes i have okay it was as if someone had john malkovich into me and i was actually uh experience it was kind of like becoming myself exactly who i was for the first time nothing had changed but it was the first time you've experienced it meaning like every single mundane thought every single you know thing about your own life while completely still mundane and you totally you know your memories are still there and all your habits are still there and your identity is still there it was the first time you've ever experienced it and everything seemed completely urgent and new and interesting and uh and all since everything's new uh the the one thing that really changes is that nothing seems normal like if there's something or if there's something wrong if there's something like say you've been avoiding or you've been um just living with you know like a kind of like uh even a physical pain or an emotional pain or something like that but something that you've kind of learned to ignore mm-hmm. or get used to it suddenly becomes n- new again uh because you're not you you John Malkovich from some other being into you yeah. You know, and you have no memory of who you were before or who, I, and this is an analogy. I'm not trying to describe what's really going on, but it kind of felt like somehow I had teleported from some other place into uh, this, this person you know, yeah. with, with full access to everything, all memories, all everything, but just everything seemed new. And that's kind of what it felt like. Uh, right. So it was like, you were still the same teen with all the same memories, but when you were experiencing things, it was like, almost like experiencing them for the first time, even though you had memories of these types of things. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was almost like, uh, almost like a a dual consciousness where there was the everyday kind of going with the flow teen. And then there was this new presence uh, that was going through the whole experience of being myself for the first time. (laughs) 